Welcome to the Life Point Church podcast. All right, so um, we have been doing a series called The List, and this is week number three. And in the book of Exodus, we see the story of God delivering his people out of Egypt, and he brings them, they migrate into the wilderness on the way into the promised land. And all of a sudden, with the Bible says smoke and loud noises and lightning and thunder, God calls out of Mount Sinai. And so God's people get real nervous, and they told Moses, um, you talk to us, but we're afraid of God. So you go, tell, you go find out what God wants, and you come back to us. And in Exodus chapter 20, verse 20, Moses says this, do not fear, God has come to test you. The, a better word there is God has come to prove you. And God will do that. He'll come to prove things in our life. And he goes on and he says, and that, this, uh, and that his fear may be before you. And the word fear there just means reverence. And it says this, so that you will not want sin. And so God speaks to his people. For 430 years, they were in slavery. They were in bondage. They had no rights of their own, no voice of their own. They couldn't have, uh, they had to follow, you know, rules and demands of being a slave. And now God's liberated them. And God says, I'm going to give you some principles that will keep you from sin. And so Moses was on Mount Sinai for 40 days. And when he came down, he had what the Hebrew uh, language says were the 10 matters or the 10 words. And later Exodus calls them the 10 commandments. And so here's what the 10 commandments are. They are actually principles that still apply to us today. And God gave them to God, God gave them to his people to keep them from sin. But here's what God didn't do. He didn't give them to them while they were in slavery. He delivered them, then he gave them to them so they could live a better life, to live above sin. It's the same thing in our lives. The Bible says that there was a time we were slaves to sin. Romans says that. So God didn't give us a bunch of rules to try to make us righteous. He delivered us and declared us righteous and gave us his word for us to live a better life, for us to live above sin. And so these are principles. They are not outdated. They're still applicable today. And so we're, we're working through the Ten Commandments and we're finding the principle in those commandments and, and finding that principle. I call them life principles. And they help us live above sin. Remember, they, didn't, they weren't a people who had uh, God's word. And they weren't a people who had their own freedom. Now, God gave it to them. And, and, and so God delivered them, set them free like he has done for us. But he's given us some principles in our life to keep us uh, above that sin. And so uh, let's, just, let's start reading in Exodus 20. It says this, God spoke all these words and said, I'm the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, and you'll have no other gods before me. That was the first commandment. And the principle there was that it's the principle of priority. There's power in your priority. God has to be above all things. And here's how we prove that. Our time, our treasure, our talent. So the first thing God said, I brought you out. I've made you a people. Now I need to be number one in your life. Then let's read on verse four. You will not make for yourself a carved image. Any likeness of anything that's in heaven above, that's on the earth, or that's in the water below, you will not bow to them or serve them. I'm the Lord your God. I'm a jealous God. And so we found out the second principle is the principle of our passion. Whatever we're passionate about, we're going to worship. And God said, I should be first, and I'm a jealous God. I should only be worshiped. So we've learned those two principles. And the first three commandments are all about our relationship with God. And so God says, I need to be highest priority and I need to be the passion of your life. Now let's go to the third um, principle or the, the third commandment and it's in verse seven. And, and I'm, I'm gonna preach you up and teach you this morning, 
But I want to hit you with something a little bit more heavy than I usually do, so just give me your hearts this morning, okay? Here's the third commandment. It says this, and you shall not take, everyone say take, take. the name, say name, name, of the Lord your God in vain. Say vain. vain. Three words I want you to remember. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. And I think sometimes we can read these commandments and, and feel like they're archaic, or sometimes we don't know exactly what they mean and we just pass over them. So I want to explain this commandment to you this morning and, and give, you, give you three real good points that will, that will help you not take the Lord's name in vain. Y'all ready for some help? Yes. All right, so there's these three key words. The first word says, you shall not take. A better word for the word take here is carry. So you shall not carry the name. Now, we need to stop there because we can just read the name of the Lord and pass right over it. But in Hebrew, it's the word Yahweh. And it's the most revered, sacred word in the Bible. It's the name for God. God is very jealous for his name. He is very zealous for his name. And he says, you shall not carry the name Yahweh. And so the word Yahweh would mean this. He always has been, he is, and he always will be. The name Yahweh was so sacred, Jewish people barely spoke it sometimes. Uh, when they translated the Bible, every time they came to the, the name God, they would ceremonially wash their hands before they moved on. There was a sacred reverence for the name Yahweh. It's the same name of the deliverer who miraculously brought them out of slavery and were bringing them into a promised land. Yahweh was to be revered. And, and really, the reason why God's so zealous for his name, it represents all of his character. God's very, very, very zealous for his character. So we could say it this way. You shall not carry the name Yahweh in vain. The word vain just means you think it's less important and it's common. So we could, re we could put this in a different wordage. We could say it this way. God's saying in the third command to us, remember he just said, I need to be priority and you need to worship me only and don't carry my sacred name in a common way. And if I see anything happening in the world today, I see this, the name of God's under attack. It's been made common. It, 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 it's, in our world today, there's a battle just for the sacred, the sacred name of Yahweh. And I think we need to bring that back in our midst. I think we do it in our country. I think as believers, we do it. And so I'm not preaching you something today to talk down to you as much as I want to help you up with this. I would encourage you today to open your heart and open your mind to say, I need to bring a reverence back to the name of Yahweh, the name of the Lord, that it, we do not carry it in a common, uh, common way. And, and we could reword it this way. So there is a principle in this commandment, and here's the principle, it's pridefulness. We've talked about the principle of priority. We've talked about the principle of passion. We're going to talk about the, 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 so here's my title today, the problem with your pridefulness, the problem with my pridefulness. Proverbs says this, that there are these six, seven things God hates. Number one is a haughty attitude or a haughty look. And, and what that means is a pridefulness of overestimating our own selves. James says it this way. He said, God will oppose pridefulness but he will give more grace for there's humility. So it's a big deal to God. I would say it this way, pridefulness is probably demonic in its nature. And, and the reason I say that, that's the very thing that removed Lucifer from heaven was exalting himself above God. So we could say it this way, here's what pridefulness is. It's removing God from the center of the universe and putting ourselves there. 
I'm going to preach a little stronger than I usually preach. I'll be nice next week, okay? But this week, um, I, 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 I need to really bring some reverence back to the name of the Lord. And, and here's what happens. Every one of us deal with pridefulness. And at the core, this is the, this is the root that God's getting to. And I don't think any of us like to think of ourselves as being prideful. But we're all very, very self-aware. And we can all be really selfish. And if we're not careful, even in the most subtle way, we can elevate our thoughts and our wants and our feelings above what God actually says. And we may never literally degrade the name of Yahweh, but if Yahweh just gets to be common in our lives and we start carrying him that way, we're using that name, we're using that, that banner, we're using that flag of God and his name in too common of a way. And, and things like this start happening in us if we're not careful. We start thinking that we deserve a little more. Well, I deserve a little more money, or I deserve a little more respect. I deserve a little more attention, a little more comfort. Now, that's a little more subtle form of pride, but it's still pride. And we have to be careful because, and maybe it is true, you deserve some money, you deserve more comfort, but we start thinking more about those things and what happens when we think more that way is we start thinking less about carrying the name of Yahweh because our opinions and feelings and wants and desires get a little more elevated and it becomes about us and we just forget about we're a servant of the king. And I don't know why I'm thinking of this story, but we need to be aware when there's people around us that have pride because it's contagious. It can be contagious. I, to be honest with you, I'm very very protective of who we just let walk up here and preach to you on a Sunday morning. I, I remember several years ago, um, actually it, it was a Saturday evening and it was the night that my wife's mother passed away. So we have this tragic thing happen late in the evening. I remember having a staff person give me a call and say, oh, I'm so sorry um, about that. And the first thing they said, I thought, well, that was really, really cool they were offering to preach on Sunday morning for me because of what was going on that night. And I started to say, yeah, that sounds good. And then for the next few moments, they went on to tell me about how God had been giving them stuff to share to our people, that he had some revelation for our people, and they needed to hear this from him and blah, 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 blah. And I said, nah, I think I'll just suck it up and go. The reason why I tell you that story is because we, those are prideful thoughts. Those are prideful feelings. And, and I'm not attacking that person. We all can get into that way of thinking. It, that we remove God and our submission and our humility to him from his place. And we just start getting full of this thing called pride. It's, it's an ancient problem. And God is telling us that that's the very thing that you and I need to watch in our lives. And really, here's what pridefulness is and using his name in vain is when we don't put the proper weight on his name, we're guilty of using his name in, in vain. So there needs to be this fierce regard to protect and to watch and to carry ourselves understanding his name is most sacred. Amen? Amen? Now, let me read to you from the book of Ezekiel and we'll see what God said. He said, when they came to the nations, whether they went or wherever they went, they profaned my holy what? When they said of them, these are the people of the Lord and yet they have gone out of his land. But I had concern for my holy name. God's concerned for his name. 
which the house of Israel profaned, everyone say profaned, among all the other nations wherever they went. Therefore say to the house of Israel, says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, Israel, but for my holy name's sake. God's watching out for his name because we're not carrying it right. Which you profaned among all the nations wherever you went, and I will sanctify my great name, or I will keep it, I will protect it, which has been profaned among all the nations, which you have profaned in their midst, and the nations shall know that I'm the Lord, says the Lord God, when I'm hallowed in your eyes, in you before their eyes. So I just want to share real quick with you what this means, and I call it this, just protecting ourselves from profaning his name. So Ezekiel says this, my people went out among the nations and they kept profaning my name. They kept miscarrying the name Yahweh. And I know this is a long time ago, but sad to say, I think as believers, among non-believers, we could be guilty of doing the same kind of thing. And as usual, I have three points. So how, how could I share with you this morning to make some changes and to keep from profaning God's name among the world we live in. Here's the first thing I would say is we have to correct our conduct. We have to correct our conduct. Here's why I say this. Using the names or carrying God's name in vain would mean this. We carry the name of Yahweh way too common. So I would say it this way. To call ourselves a Christian and live unchristian-like among the nation around us is carrying the name of Yahweh too common. To have the banner or the tag Yahweh over our lives, our deliverer, our king, and looking like the rest of the world is profaning the name of God, is devaluing the name of God. We're talking about a God who delivered his people, miraculously brought them out, brought them into a, a, a promised land, and yet they treated him too common. How about a God that delivered you from sin and me from sin and from the power of death and from the power of sickness and from the power of poverty and, and take that name and just live among the world around us too common with that name. We're guilty of the same mistake. Now we're all gonna fail. We're all going to make mistakes. Anyone find that out this week? You just, you're, going to, you're going to make mistakes. And I don't really think that this is what God's getting at because we will make mistakes. But to choose to make provision for our mistakes and live in rebellion is carrying the name of Yahweh way too common. Whether it's our entertainment, whether it's our conversations, whether it's the places we go, all of those things would fall under this category of using his name incorrectly. So the Bible says this about the name of the Lord. He says that I am the word of God, right? Revelations talks about he's the, he is the word of God. That's his name. He's the word. Uh, he was with the word in the beginning. The word was always with him, and he is the word. So if we, if we treat the word of God too common, we're treating the name of Yahweh too common because the word of God is God. It is Jesus. 
It is his mindset. It is his mentality. It is his promises. Everything that is in his name, it's being exposed to us. And we carry that word too lightly, too common. We're guilty of using his name in vain. No one would intentionally do that, but we should have such a sacred or, or uh, such a, uh, an honor for his name that is so sacred that we don't look like the rest of the world. We don't act like the rest of the world. We don't talk like the rest of the world. We don't smell like the rest of the world. He said, you're in it, but you don't have to be of that essence. But we, if we devalue his name in any way and start to elevate just our own wants, desires, feelings, opinions, and thoughts, we're devaluing him and raising our own, and we're just going to treat that name too common. I, we're probably all guilty of that. I'm not preaching to you and, and telling you I've never done this, but I think we're all probably guilty in some way of our conduct making the name of God Almighty look too common. Here's the second way we can... We can um, keep from profaning his name, and that's this, that we need to clarify our, converse, our conversations. Now, this might seem nitpicky, but this is just truth. Y'all, y'all ready just to receive? It, I want you to know this. If, if, if I thought you were heading in an inaccurate way, and as a pastor, I didn't say anything, I mean, no, I'd be wrong. So I'm just trying to bring some loving correction to myself and all of us this morning, right? I want you to know that some of us might be, we probably never heard this being taught this way, right? So what I'm saying to you, let, let's, let's repent and let God purify our, 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 our conduct. And the second thing, we, we gotta clarify our conversations. And here's what I mean by that. God said, you have profaned my name among the nations. Well, the word profane is where we get the word profanity. So what would God be talking about here in, in this scripture. What actually says, here's what it means to profane the name of God. You take something outside the temple or you take what is holy and you remove it, remove it from its sacred place and you thrust it into a secular environment. In other words, we're not respecting the holy name of God and we're treating it too lightly by our conduct and even by our conversation. It belongs in a sacred place and we're throwing it out into an unsacred place. That's literally what it means. Leviticus says it this way, um, that we're not to swear by his name falsely. So let me just give you some practical examples. Practical examples of respecting his name even in our conversation. Obviously, the first one that comes to mind is how many, uh, um, hope you don't talk this way, maybe you did it one time, but maybe you're somewhere and you hear someone say, oh, GD, that's profaning the name of God. Now, when the world does that, don't freak out. They don't know any better. But what is that saying? It's saying, saying, God bless this. You're saying, God curse that. I've never been anywhere in all these GD kids. What you, what's that person doing? Cursing their kids. Now, none of us probably do that. But how about this one, right? And this is going to be nitpicky, but it's the same thing. Oh, my God. Or OMG. Now, I'm, I know I'm nitpicking, but it's the same essence. God is saying, in attitude, we're taking the sacred name of God and bringing it down a level. Now, I know none of us intentionally did that, and you probably never even knew that. But God is saying, for my people, there should be such an honor for the sacred name of God. We don't talk like that. Swearing by a false thing. Well, I swear to God. Well, that's using that name. We're just treating it too what? Lightly. Y'all still comfortable? Um, 
How about sometimes we, 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 do, we do some things like this. Now, hopefully you've noticed this. Maybe you haven't. Um, I rarely, or I should say it this way, I don't get up here every week and say, God told me this, God told me that, thus saith God, God told me this, God. That's the God card. And if someone uses the God card all the time, I'd watch. If they use it a little more seldom, when they say it, it's more important. It's taking something that we think and attaching God to it devalues the name of God. Now, if I walk up here and say, guys, God told me this, you better believe God told me. Sometimes I just have to say it. Paul said it this way. It just seemed right to me in the Holy Spirit. I like that. You know what that means? I think I heard God on this. But then there are times when you just, God said so. But if you say God said so all the time and you're wrong that often, you know what that tells me? I mean, God is just making mistake after mistake after mistake. I want you to get the principle over the literal things I'm giving you. It's the principle, the name of Yahweh is so secret, sacred, I'm not going to carry it common. That's literally what it means. It's an attitude. And it's what God's saying to his people. You've got to revere my name so much that you just don't use it commonly. You don't profane it. You don't use it commonly. And you don't wave a God Yahweh banner and live like the nations around you. It, it degrades the name of God. And the, there's an attack against the name of God right now. And here's the way I look at it. The world needs to find there's some evidence that he's still Yahweh. You know how they find it? in the conduct of my life and your life among them and how sacred we carry the name of God. We, we, can, we can also misuse his name in conversation by mispraying his name. Now, there's a fine line there between believing in faith and not praying the will of God. It's just taking the name of God and making it too common. I hope I've explained that good enough to you this morning. That's the real principle here. It's a principle of just a pridefulness in our lives. And here's, here, here's the last way that we do that. Is we have to keep our covenants. If someone goes on trial, they raise their right hand and they promise an oath. And we put God at an oath and we break those oaths, perjury, break those contracts, it falls in this category. It falls in the category of truthfulness and honesty. And if we're going to swear by the name of God and make an oath by the name of God, these are three ways that you and I can be guilty of actually profaning the name of God. But you have to understand the principle behind it, not just the conduct. The principle behind it is this principle of pridefulness. So what would be the solution or what would be the answer? I just want to reference a few scriptures to you because um, his name's the word of God. And Proverbs says this, it's the name of the Lord. He's a strong tower. The righteous can run to him and be safe. If God's name gets in any way treated common, you've lost your faith in his safety. Did y'all hit that? 
He's a protector. The book of Psalms says he'll protect your life. I declare it every morning over my wife, my kids, and myself. He's a, it actually says sickness can be far from you. It says arrows that come during the day and crises that come during the night can be far, far from you. It says the perils of people, let me just rephrase it, drama can be far from you. You can declare Psalm 91, I'll live a long life and declare the works of God. But listen to me, if his name just becomes common, we can't have faith for him to protect us. Psalm 20, there's some people who trust in chariots and horses, but we remember the name of the Lord God. We have to keep remembering. Because when I look at the story of the Exodus, and I wonder how they got off track, and the Bible said they actually said they wanted to go back to Egypt because they forgot the name of Yahweh. Sometimes we remember, we can forget the deliverance, but we got to remember the deliverer. Are y'all still with me? Romans says this, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's the name of the Lord that saves you. What didn't save you was you were just jacked up. What saved you was calling on the name of a rescuer, the name of the Savior, the name of the Lord, Yahweh. John chapter one says, if you believe in his name, he gave you the privilege to be called a child of God. Calling on the name of Yahweh. Philippians 2.9 says, the name of the Lord has been exalted above every other name. Now listen to me. The Bible says everything else bows to the name of God, to the name of Jesus. Everything bows. Sickness, poverty, everything bows, amen? Every demon, every angel, they bow at the name of Jesus. They bow at the name of our God. But, but listen to me. If it has become too common in our lives, we'll not have the remembrance and we'll not have the faith to believe that everything in our life, sickness, disease, the attacks in our life, that they bow to the name of Jesus because it's too common. We've carried it too common. It is not sacred enough. And we cannot just in our mind just quickly dial in and dial out the sacredness, sacredness of God. We've got to put God and keep him there and quit carrying him as too common. Because I do tell you, every demon, every political demon, every destructive demon, every demon of fear, every spirit from hell bows at the name of Jesus. And we can shout about it, but if we're carrying it too common, it won't be productive in our lives. It has, to be, it has to be held high. And I think it's time that we put it back where it needs to be and quit, quit putting it in our backpack and carrying it around. We put it before us and we walk with our hearts and our minds honoring that name. Jesus prayed this in the book of John. I'm, I'm, I'm closing. He said, Holy Father, I'm about to leave this world and return to you. But my disciples are gonna stay here. So I ask, look what he says, by the power of your name, by the power of Yahweh, look what he says, protect them, protect each one 
of them and watch over them that they'll stay united like we're one. Look what he said. While I was here with these that you gave me, I kept them all safe by your name. Not one of them was lost except the one who was destined, talking about Judas, because Judas treated Jesus too common, sold him out. Here's what the opposite of pridefulness is. It's this little word that's really powerful. It's the word humility. And a lot of people say this, well, life will humble you. That's not how God intended it. Here's what life will do. It won't humble you, it'll humiliate you. The Bible says this, you humble yourself under the name of the Lord. What's the name of the Lord? It's the word of God. It's Yahweh. He says, if you will humble yourself, it's a military word, and it means I'm gonna bring myself under rank. I'm gonna bring myself under the rank of this truth, this book, God's name, God's will, God's word, God's ways. He says, if you do that, I will exalt you. If you do that, I will bless you. If you do that, I will protect you. Now, the scripture we read earlier, the third commandment, it says that if we use his name in vain, if we carry his name in a profane way, if we, if we treat it too common, we'll not be guiltless. Here's what that means. It says this, if you take his name in vain, you'll be punished. Literally what it means. Well, we know this, that Jesus took our punishment on the cross. But here's the deal. God won't punish you, but sin has a way of punishing us. And pride has a way of punishing us. And we're not in an age of the direct wrath of God. God's not out just to toast you. If that was true, you would not be sitting here. You'd have been a pile of dust a long time ago. So we're in a season of, of God's grace, and there's indirect, right? In other words, sin will put, there are consequences. And so the Bible says this, if you humble yourself, actually Colossians, Colossians said it this way, put it on like clothing. Jesus said, if you, if you humble yourself, I'm gonna lift you up. And it says, if you humble yourselves, because the Bible says God opposes pride. He said, I'm gonna give you more grace. What's important for us to understand what the word grace means there is the undeserved, unmerited, and unearned favor of God. So here's what I'm saying to you. If we'll carry the name of Yahweh with sacred respect, here's what you see more in your life, the hand of favor. I think it would be wrong for us, it would be prideful and arrogant of us to keep his name as common and shout that we have his favor. To shout that we have his grace. I think that's misusing grace. People say, well, you misuse grace. That's what misusing grace is, is to just think of God as less common and think we can just demand. No, we need to treat the name of Yahweh with a little more, with a lot more respect and sacred reverence than we've been doing. Now, there's a really cool scripture in 2 Chronicles. We, we, we quote it all the time. It says something like this. If my folks, my people, my peeps will humble themselves and pray, God's gonna hear you from heaven and do something with your land. Heal it. If God's people 
will humble themselves and carry the name of Yahweh with a sacredness, with an honor. God said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to heal. I'm going to restore. I'm going to bring things back. I'm going to overcome evil. I'm going to renew. I'm going to refresh. I'm going to bless. I'm going to make things whole. Don't expect it in the world. The world's crazy. But in the house of God, where the hand of God is, the presence of God is, the promises of God, that's where healing starts. And it carries, it carries out. But here's my challenge. Y'all doing all right? Here's, here's my challenge this morning. That you and I, in our hearts, won't we stand to our feet? I, I, I believe this, that we, we return to a place where the name of Yahweh, and I could spend a lot of time there, I don't have time, just what that word means. But just to sum it up, it means he has always been, he always will be, and he is. He's the creator, the sustainer, he's the word of God. It brings something up in my spirit right now, the book of Revelation says this, that you overcome by the blood of Jesus and the name or the word of your testimony. What is that? Your testimony about him. What's that mean? I, I respect Yahweh so much. That's my testimony. I, I, have a, I have a reverence for Yahweh so much. I'm going to carry it in my conduct. I'm going to carry it in my conversation. I'm going to keep the covenants of, of my life. When, when the name of Yahweh is involved, I, I, listen, I, I, you're going to be able to, you're going to be able to notice I'm different than the world around me because there's an honor for the name of Yahweh. Hey, that's old school. That's throwback, but it's still the truth. We need to quit trying to fit God into modern relevance and just say God's above all that. He's what makes everything relevant. He's, he's what makes everything work. Amen? So in your life or my life, I just wonder this morning if any of us, I assume all of us in some way have probably profaned the name of God because we've treated it too common. So God, this morning we repent of that. We repent of that. God, we say that we're sorry for that. And God, as a, as a church this morning, God, you, th those commandments that you gave us were to keep you first, to keep you as our worship, and to honor your name. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com.